Good day. Welcome to the Business Agora, a series of conversations aimed to be supportive in your business and your life, held with our community here at Workspace 365. My name is Michael Benson. I am the CEO at Workspace 365, and I'm here with our community engagement lead, Al Jeffrey, who will be your host for a number of these conversations. Thanks, Michael, and thank you for joining us for the Agora. Agora means the gathering or the exchange. And in these conversations, we hope to connect you with some of the humans of the Workspace 365 community, bring light to their stories, their insights into business, leadership, and well-being, and offer useful resources and tips for navigating business post-COVID-19. So let's dive in. All right. Matt, thanks for joining for a Business Agora conversation. Thanks for inviting me. Of course. We just had a quick little conversation. And as always, I wish I pressed record earlier. But um, where are you joining from? I'm in Torquay. So very lucky in regional Victoria at the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so are you a surfer or what brings you or brought you down Torquay? Yeah, it's a good question. I I suppose... um, I actually grew up in Canberra and I, mm-hmm. I moved to moved to Melbourne when I was 19 and starry-eyed chasing the uh, music industry dream and um, it was it was quite the the moment when I was a, when I was a teenager and in my 20s but um, I think as as I got a bit more serious in life and started um, an advertising agency then you know the Melbourne just became a little bit more claustrophobic I suppose and I just mm-hmm. found that, that you know as you're getting older um, I didn't really want to bring up a family in the city and it was just it was a bit alien to me because in Canberra we were you know wide open spaces and um you know you get on your bike and be home before before sunset type thing and and then Melbourne you'll be more like oh geez I'm worried about my, my child crossing the road mm-hmm. so yeah my wife and I just said well if we're going to be moving out let's just let's just push it and I think that's what we always do in life is kind of push things a little bit harder and we just instead of moving out to the outskirts we just said let's just move all the way down to Torquay and and yeah I can surf a little bit more and I think uh, just nature in general is something mm-hmm. that uh, is super important to us and, um, you know, especially in these times. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that's a realisation or a kind of reflection that many people are coming across during this time. Um, when you can't go into the CBD really anyway, um, then why why wouldn't you want to be somewhere else where you could? And when you can work from home, why wouldn't you want to be somewhere that's possibly more uh or very much more connected to nature and more spacious and really just a little bit more healthy i'd say yeah that's it you know changes changes upon us and it's just a matter of you know flying with it yeah yeah and i suppose that's um yeah the beauty of as we were mentioning before as well more and more spaces like workspace 365 popping up in um semi-rural environments so that and as the whole working culture is is shifting um you can still be in community and you can still have an experience of, um, yeah, I suppose a business community. So it's, it can be very lonely working from home if you were to solo make the shift rural, but more and more spaces are popping up um, for us allowed to do that. I think you touch on a, touch on a really good thing there, mate. I think, um, you know, especially even for me, and I think it comes into, you know, I have a big passion about personal development and, mm-hmm. and, and we notice that, especially through these times as we, you know, you're working from home and it's very important to have your little, like your workspace. And create healthy habits at home, and and uh, I found just with um, having you know an office at Workspace Three Six Five, 
I was able to focus a bit more, you know, just be able to go from, you know, one place to another, um, you know, if, whether it be just some quiet, not being, you know, annoyed from the, from the dog or something like that. <laughs> but um, I think it was really important to create them healthy habits and getting stuff mm-hmm. done. And that means the healthy habit at home as well, where, you know, when you're home and your um, workplace become the same place, at, that can cause some issues. So yeah. it's, it's a nice to have a good divide and say, well, no, this is my workspace. I'll, I'll work over here at home and that's my desk. And when, when I'm uh, away from that, I'm not going to be doing my work or, you know, yeah. or the, you know, for example, the couch isn't a place to do work. So mm-hmm. no answering emails when you're, while you're on the couch. Yeah, exactly. Those kind of demarcations of boundaries that are so important in this time um, in the way that our, Absolutely. like the psychology of an environment certain environments bring on certain um, parts of ourselves and also we build certain associations with environments and so to be very clear on in what places do I do which things um, it's just much more important than ever that's a great point absolutely yeah did I hear you say that you started um, your first advertising business in your 20s no 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 sorry as uh, I chased my uh, music dream until I was in my uh, to my late 20s and uh, realized that um, you know as fun as it was, probably wasn't the, the healthiest thing that was going to give me longevity in life mm-hmm. as much as much as I did enjoy it. But um, I, um, I changed and uh, just got a new, well, pretty much I worked for a, um, a record label. And what happened was is that uh, when MP3s came in, because I was a vinyl importer, mm-hmm. um, it ruined my, my dream. I had my dream job at 26 and I was loving every moment of it. Uh, MP3s came in and squashed that for me. So mm-hmm. then I was like, well, this internet thing, I better join it. So... I um, took up a sales job within SEO. This was kind of, I think, about 2006. And, um, yeah, and that's kind of started the journey. And when I got into my next job, it was more in search engine marketing for, for another kind of business. I, I started figuring out that the industry, because you've got to remember back in 2004 and 2006, you've got to remember the ad- advertising back then with these pop-ups and they were flickering mm. and a lot of people being duped. And... Um, no one had trust in anything online advertising. So mm. what I noticed was, is that even though, you know, doing things like Google ads or SEO, you could actually get some really good results. People didn't trust it. Mm. And based on that too, there was a lot of people sell, selling snake oil and, and, and lumping on massive margins onto things. And being a very honest and transparent person, I, it didn't sit with me very well. So mm. I just said one day, you know what, I'm just going to um, learn how to do it. Um, did my Google and Facebook courses and, um, or actually Facebook didn't even have a body ads, ads platform back then. That's how, how I feel like a dinosaur in my own industry nowadays. <laughs> but um, yeah, then um, we worked into, I just kind of said, well, I'm just going to go out, get a bunch of clients and um, tell them the truth. And I want right. to bring a lot of truth and transparency to this industry and, and educate people along the way because, you know, Online advertising is a is a great place to do advertising, and it can get you some really good results. So mm. um, that's what I did nine years ago, and you know, since then we've just been slowly building. Um, I brought on a, a business partner uh, three or four years ago who's um, has a background in data. So we really, really went digging into what data means and what it can provide for advertising strategies moving forward. Mm-hmm. And that, that's where we are today. You know, we we toe that line of um, media and IT, I suppose, is the, is the best way to say it. Yeah. Um, stepping into problems that media people don't want to don't want to solve or don't have yeah. the, you know, audacity to go in and solve themselves, you know, or the courage. So mm. we we want to open them conversations. We want to work with uh, marketing teams and IT teams to understand, you know, what the data says and 
make some sense out of it. So then when we're going off to do our, you know, our media strategies, it's led by, you know, factual data. So we can then advise whether it be other publishers or, you know, my, my team that's executing campaigns, exactly what mm. we're doing, who we're chasing and, and what's the KPIs. So, you know, creates good, good positive conversations or at the same time it's challenging conversations, which is, you know, I think it's true the challenging parts of, you know, whether it be business or life is when the growth comes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and good on you for um, the three words you mentioned, truth, transparency, and education. Um, so, so key. And in a, an industry that, as you said, used to be, I mean, I experienced it as um, kind of manipulative uh, and using, yeah. yeah, I just felt used essentially. Um, whereas now it sounds like, yeah, you really kind of called bullshit on that and it didn't feel authentic to you. And so now you're bringing your own sense of, truth and transparency to the, to the industry, which I imagine knowing that businesses are just a group of humans who have very human emotions, that um, relationships are something that are, just from what I'm hearing, very important to and for you. And that, I mean, that is a hallmark of a great business in my, my regard. Right, you hit it on the head. Um, and I'm a very personal person, and uh, and I think these 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 times that have come to us now, the last you know 18, 18 months, nearly two years now, and it's a kind of the big learnings I've I've had is um, having that personal um, relationship with clients, with staff, it's with just everybody is is so you know, so it's one of the key pillars of success, and when that's got taken away from from myself, you know, I I've, I really struggled and. Mm-hmm. Um, and now when I when we go in and out of these lockdowns, you just see how how the how the the conversations have changed from a boardroom to a Zoom meeting. Mm. Um, you know, you, when you're in a, a boardroom with key stakeholders, you're able to sit there and ask the right questions and engage people's reactions. And if they don't like something, you can dig into that a little bit further and you really get the truth out. Because you know, at the end of the day, it's truth. You can get the truth between client and business. You can have great relationships, and even if it's uncomfortable conversations. But I'm finding with with Zoom and uh, online, you, you get a bit, um, people get a bit disconnected. And, and to be completely honest, because we're not having that human interaction in boardrooms, the energy changes, right? Mm. And it's and it's, and it's it's then when we're trying to do business on Zoom, people, with if, especially if they've been in Zoom meetings all day, every day, you know, come after lunch and they're sitting in a Zoom meeting, they don't want to be there. Mm. You know, it's really, really tough. So I think it's it's really important that we, try to build their relationships online but you know when we're out of lockdowns get straight in front of our clients you know straight, i think this goes for family and friends and you know i look at i look at business and personal personal life to be not exactly the same you know mm-hmm. i don't think there's i don't think you should be wearing a different mask at business than you do outside of business because you know we're all people yeah yeah and people do business with people um so they can <laughs> that feel that kind of authenticity and truth and yeah even if it's a bit like awkward and clunky at times and there are these courageous conversations that need to be had along the way um especially in this time when people are just seeking authentic connection um Mm. more than ever people respect uh yeah just authenticity and showing up when we're used to seeing we're sitting here and kind of me just a t-shirt and um we're now used to just seeing the humanness in each other a little more than ever which is yeah yeah, that's a good way to be. And yeah. uh, I think we got to you know, and I'm not saying that I'm perfect either. And we, we learn along the way, that's for sure. And I think that's where, you know, you make these mistakes and you understand it and you go, well, okay, well, we've got to get better. And, you know, 
as a, I think that just goes for everything that's happening right now. You know, we just got to be better. Yeah. Just got to be, you know, when the, these things get taken away from us, step up and step into the uncomfortableness sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I could keep diving into these themes that we're pulling on, but I'm curious to hear a little bit more about next level online, online marketing and looking at your website and just hearing you speak, um, get the sense that obviously data and context, you speak a lot about context um, online and why that's so important. Um, and yeah, I'm wondering if you could just share a little bit about, about that. Why is context so important in the online space and how does it relate to data? Yeah, awesome. Um, and that's an awesome question. So I think what happens, um, you know, what, what, what we're all fighting for nowadays is, is, is people's attention, yeah? So we're essentially trying to, and, and, and the hardest thing is, is a human is where we put our attention at, at any point in time now. And I think what's happening with what's happened with the online advertising world is that, and especially advertising in general, you know, I think the last time I heard it was like, you're, you're exposed to 5,000 ads a day. You know, that, that could be billboards, TVs, it could be, you know, out of home, other things uh, and online. So you fight, everyone's fighting for this attention. And the, the beauty about what we're seeing with data at the moment is, is um, you can really pull out kind of understanding of, you know, behavioral patterns of what people are showing. And we're saying, well, we understand this is their behavior. Therefore, as a creative angle, what, what is it that we can offer? Because people, when we're fighting for attention of people, we're not just selling products, right? We're fighting for their attention. So we, what we want to do is either go get, get an eyeball, get a thumb stop, get a click to the website. But you need to be genuine to get that click. The mm. consumer wants to know what's in it for me. So if I'm going to give you my attention, if I'm going to give you my click to your website, what's in it for me? So a lot of the times we just tell our clients is just, just educate. Don't and offer solutions, you know. Is it is it the 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 five best tips for you know um, straightening curly hair? I don't know. But tell me these five tips. Don't and, and when I come to your website, be genuine about it and offer me that. Just don't go, oh, five tips of these five products. That's not the mm. angle. It's you know, what's in it for me as a consumer and treating people like people. And because we've got all that data and we're able to do that analysis and all these platforms that we're able to use we can essentially get a specific audience and, and, and um, you know, get specific kind of educational messages in front of them to build trust within that brand. And I think that's when you start to build that trust when you come into, say, a Black Friday sale, which is coming up. It's pretty, it's pretty easy to go, well, these are the products we know that these guys person is going to be interested in. Mm. And it's not such a hard sell, but it's also the person that's, that's buying it. It's just, oh, this is great. I've got confidence this person's solving some of my uh, well, there's not this person. This brand is solving some of the issues that I have. Fantastic experience. And they'll actually know they'll come back and have a huge amount of retention with that brand as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So genuine, yeah, genuine value and, and offer. Um, a lot of it, and I suppose there's a big, big movement of content marketing and, and education as, as value. And so being really just open and, and really giving with kind of education as, mm. as a, a form of value. Um, not just yeah a blog that's just absolutely affiliate product links or um, yeah I think our bullshit radar has become a little bit more alive um, these days. Yeah, it it has absolutely and treat treat people as, as you want to be treated, right? Hmm. If you just want to if you just want to be you know smash products in front of and um, you know that's you that's great if you're just looking for the the best you know the cheapest product but at the same time it's kind of like I think we're we're over consuming as a society. So, you know, let's be a bit more thoughtful about what we're buying with as well. So mm-hmm. definitely. So what would be um, 
I'm just more think, thinking of listeners who are just small business owners, may not have, say, budget or capacity to, to work with someone like yourselves um, and bring on an external agency. What kind of thinking process or um, like DIY, uh, I suppose, advice or tips would you offer them, those who are kind of in-house managing their own media and marketing strategy? Trial and fail and learn <laughs> is the best way to do it because, and don't try to recreate the wheel, right? Have a look at, you know, you've got these massive, massive blue chip companies investing millions and millions of dollars to figure out things where they should be, EDM layouts, you know, ad layouts, whatever it might be, certain messages. They've done the research. Mm. Trial that, put your own little spin on it and, and trial that for yourselves and um, be authentic in that as well. So I think, you know, it's, it's, you know, there's so many online courses now. You can just jump in and do it yourself, whether it be, you know, a crash course in Facebook ads or, or uh, Google ads. You know, there's, they're, they're out there. Yes, you have to be buy beware, absolutely. But use your mm. critical thinking and just go, well, does that make sense? Um, and then knock on people for advice. I think ask for help. I think a lot of people out there think that, you know, I can do it myself. I know what I'm doing. But, you know, at the same time, give it a crack, but put your hand up. There's lots of people ask for help. Each, you know, the Facebook ad platform, Google ad platforms, all got help, help support in there. Just be careful. You got to remember that they're a business too and all they want to do is they want to make revenue. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and sometimes that help is just one of their other marketing strategies. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, just don't and don't pour everything at once. Try different things, you know. So like, whether it be five dollars a day, ten dollars a day, if that's your budget, trial it. What's the data? Try it, I guess. And then after that, kind of two, three weeks or month of, of insight, pull all that together and go, what did I learn? You know, then mm. it's kind of like tracking it and understanding it yourself. Did, what did I learn? Uh, the pieces of uh, information I needed to, to to redo this again. And then, great, let's just go down to, instead of creating these 10 ads for the month, I'm going to just focus on these five. Fantastic. Mm. Did my revenue go up? Did my leads go up? Yes, they did. Okay, something's working. Yeah. What is it that's working? And that ref that refinement and testing, it never stops. So at our agency, that just never stops for any of our clients. Now, yeah. there's a certain amount of percentage of budget is there for testing and learning. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, kind of a iterative mindset constantly. I suppose that's, one of the um, things that we're all learning from the kind of startup age and the lean startup kind of methodologies that were thrown around of constantly refine and measure and learn, refine, measure, learn. Um, yep. Yeah. And so necessary in the online space. But yeah. keep it simple as well. Yeah. Keep it simple. Yeah. Don't, don't try to over, overcook things. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we can keep chatting. Um, chatting and chatting, but I'm curious uh, to wrap it back around something a bit more personal note. Um, we spoke a bit about habits and, you know, in your, your personal home and then also at work, what are some of the, yeah, some of the personal habits that you find most contribute to your sense of well-being as a business owner? Um, mate, look, I, I have a two. All right. I, I have a, I think for me, and, it, and this is the two broad ones, but um, I'm a very, keen interest in this space as well, but um, it's having a, a morning routine and, a, and an afternoon routine. So, because at the end of the day, I, I'm a strong believer in is that the best thing you can do for the world is work on yourself, mm. you know? So work, work on getting your, yourself healthy and fit or, you know, whether that be your mind, your body. Um, but yeah, so waking up in the day, starting, you know, with hydration and uh, journaling or meditation, um, movement practice as well. And I'm not talking, need to go out for a bloody 
10 kilometer run, just some simple movements, you know, could be yoga. It doesn't even have to be, it doesn't have to be strenuous, but preparing yourself for the day and then um, starting your day off. I think it's really important. So whether or not you've gone, done some exercise, eating good food throughout the day as well. And then you've, you've you're just finishing the day off with some, you know, whether it be rolling, uh, muscle rolling and stretches, um, you know, good vitamins, a lot of, a lot of hydration yourself. And then just, Knocking, knocking that getting to bed early and getting yourself prepared for sleep to make sure you can sleep well. Mm-hmm. And then if you can follow that cycle every day, you know, I think you're showing up as your your best self. And if you're showing up as your best self to to you, that means you've got a lot to offer to everybody else. Because mm-hmm. essentially, if you treat yourself in a great way, you'll treat everyone else around you in a great way, and you show up as your best self every day. Yeah, yeah, brilliant, love it. Pretty core fundamentals, very easy to forget as well. <laughs> um yeah i think as a society we've forgotten the simple things in life you know how to oh yeah. how to how to move how to eat how to breathe you know how to take care of your, your your mental being and um you know how to sleep i think i think if you if we just kind of got back to the core fundamentals of that you know mm-hmm. we realize that we don't pretty much we don't we don't really need everything else that's going around and it probably yeah. wouldn't affect us as much either exactly yeah yeah once you can tend to your own well-being then you know, all these other maybe more superfluous goals around financial wealth or this and that, acclimation. Um, not so enjoyable when you're not actually well. So very stoic. That's it, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah. it it's, it's super important. Um, you know, we're, we're so focused on what success is and success is usually all around being told it's about money and, and how much you can, you know, buy and accumulate over your life. When really, success is within yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like. I look at my I look at success and say, is my is my are my clients happy? Are my um, are my staff happy? Are they are we achieving the things that we want to achieve for ourselves personally, for the business, for our clients? Um, and at home, am I am I are we are we succeeding in that area too? Mm-hmm. And not once has that got to do with money or accumulation. You know, that's it's about connection and tribe. Yeah. Brilliant. Love it. I very much resonate with that. Um, so how, how best for people to get in touch with you if they do feel to, uh, yeah, just go through to the website and the business name is next level online marketing or the acronym is nlom.com.au. Um, or shoot me an email at matt at nlom.com.au. Um, talk to me about some of your, what you're trying to achieve and some of the bottlenecks you got, because if it's a challenge, Probably, we're probably very interested in it. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. And all of those links will be in the show notes, of course. Um, great. Well, this was a, a, a longer one than usual. Um, I definitely deserved it. Thanks for taking the time and um, yeah, going on the journey together. Awesome, Al. Thanks for your time, mate. I really appreciate it. And thanks for the invite. I'm forever grateful. Yeah, all good. I look forward to bumping into you when I'm next down. Thank you for joining us for another Agora conversation, and we trust you took away something useful. Thank you, Al. That's right. If you are already a member with us, we look forward to seeing you in an office or an event really soon. If you aren't a member with us, we'd love to welcome you to one of our centers across Melbourne, South Melbourne, Footscray, and Torquay very soon. Please be in touch and call us on 1-800-WORK-NOW or on the web on at www.workspace365.com.au
We look forward to continuing to connect with you and you with our community here at Workspace 365. We'll see you again shortly.